0: we have had an amazing month sharing episodes about parenting we've heard some incredible testimonies from parents about how these episodes have really impacted them for the better and so today we're wrapping up this series with a rerun of one of our most popular episodes where Havila interviews her mom Susie and they discuss the power of parenting So whether you're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a mom who is juggling all the things, we want to remind you to give yourself grace to learn and be open during these busy seasons of life. We really believe that this podcast today is going to help you keep your focus on what's important, your kids, and how to steward these busy and changing seasons of life. So tune in. And just for listening, we wanted to give you a special promo code. If you type podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, in the promo code section at checkout, no matter what you purchase, you're going to receive 20% off for listening and being a part of our podcast community. So make sure you share this with a friend. We want them to get the discount too. We believe you are an amazing mother and parent, and we know that you deserve something special. So enjoy today's episode.
1: I want to talk about the power of parenting. And I want to talk to you about keeping your focus in the holiday season as a mom or a dad. Because in this season of holiday, it's almost like our kids can kind of take a back seat to the hustle and bustle of the season. And what I've learned in my own life is if I don't have a strategy, for what I want to be or do in a season, then the season will take me over. It's like a wave, and I'll just get t- tossed and turned and show up on the shore in January and realize, oh my gosh, I forgot to parent in January. I mean, in December, I forgot to talk to my kids. I forgot to um, focus on schedule and ritual and keeping them healthy. So I really wanna kind of infuse a moment of clarity to remind you that December is critical to your parenting critical to you being a mom. And who better to have on my podcast than my mom, my, uh, well, my hero, my mom, and not only that, the woman who has spanked me more than anyone in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Susie Ampiso is here with me today. Hi, mom. Hi, (laughs) Habla. So I got to be honest, you were on my podcast, I think during Mother's Day last year, or Uh yeah, this year, and you are my number one requested guest. People Flipped out about having on my podcast. Oh, that's sweet. What do you think that is? Oh, I think um, I think parents are
2: in this day and age with so much coming at them as far as parenting and how to do it and what's the right way and how lenient should I be or how strict should I be. Um, I think when you have raised and have gone through all those seasons, you kind of look back and it's like twenty twenty vision. You get to see yeah. what you did right. And what you didn't do so good, um, and so I think I think um, young women especially are always want mentoring. They need and help. how to yeah how to really navigate.
1: Now you didn't grow up in a
2: Christian home. I did not. Right. right. So how
1: did you transition from being a not you had a great home, mm-hmm. a healthy home. Mom and dad were good did, people, yeah. but how did you how did that change from you growing up and just being in a healthy safe home to being a Bible believing faith based mom? How did that change for you? And how did you, how did it alter your parenting?
2: Well, I think, um, when we came out of, uh, being in the world and not being a Christian and coming into a community of Christians, we saw a lot of my age, which was, you know, um, a while back, but we saw (laughs) a lot of, um, kids that were not trained. They were, they were not obedient. They didn't listen to their parents' voice. They were unruly. They were just out of control. And, And what it comes down to is we just saw um, families that we didn't really want to invite them over to the house because they (laughs) had such unruly kids. And they just spent their whole time correcting their kids or just letting them, you know... uh, Kind of run the roost. Run the roost. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then they never really got to spend time really talking and fellowshipping. And and so when that happened, uh, your dad and I saw that. And we said, you know, we want to raise kids that are... Healthy, fun, but yet also are obedient because really that's what the Lord requires of us to, to listen to his voice and be obedient because we know the outcome is health and happiness and contentment inside. Yep. When you have your soul under control.
1: And obedience is protective. It is. Right? Because we don't end up doing what we want to do, we know what we should do. And and sometimes people go, well, that's legalistic, or I want my kids to be free. But I think there's a disconnect to understanding that actually obedience is freedom Mm -hmm. because it gives you parameters to be yourself and to enjoy life without having like danger around you or cut off relationship, you know, because that's, I think, critical to an obedient child is not, I'm not talking about, and some people are listening today and I get this. I was raised around people that were Mm -hmm. militant and they were Christians, but it was like, gosh, who wants to be a Christian? You are rigid. Like they should sign up for the army more (laughs) than they should be a Christian. I mean, it's just rigid. (laughs) So I think it's really critical to understand that obedience with joy and mm-hmm. having obedience with relationship is the key component, it's not right. just someone doing what you want them to do. Right. Because you can do that. Get a dog if you want someone to do just what you want them to do. <laughs> right. But if you really, the reason obedience is important is that there's a common respect in the house that what I say matters mm-hmm. and what I say is for your protection and what it protects is relationship. Mm-hmm. It protects me wanting to be with you and be in relationship with you. Is that true? Right. And I think it also creates a safety.
2: Like if you have a parent that is safe to be around and you understand the boundaries and you understand, you know, that you, there's leeway and, and we want Christianity to be fun because like you said, you don't want so rigid that Christianity is not fun and you have to go outside the boundaries to have fun. But we want to make sure that, um, you know, you had a, um, very safe environment, but yet fun environment. Um,
1: yeah, it's critical. You know what's interesting you you talked about too, Mom, is, and this is something I really want our listeners to hear, you tell me this all the time as a mom because I come to you and I'm like, Mom, this is crazy. Like, my kids are out of control. Like, not in a where, but I can't, they're not robots. You're teaching people to be people and they're unique and they're their own personality. But one thing you're really critical, and you say this a lot, is the follow-through of a parent. Mm. And can you talk about that? Because I feel like, Our generation doesn't get that. And we don't really know the importance of that. And so what I say matters. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yes. Well, the main thing is we wanted
2: um, to represent Jesus well in our home. Hmm. And we know that Jesus did did not teach us out of emotion. He taught us, um, you know, out of understanding what life was going to bring them. And so I know raising... You girls, we always felt like, okay, we are we are really raising adults here. How would we want to raise these children to turn into responsible, responsive, yeah. um, whole adults? Yeah. And so we kind of parented that way. Um, and also, we knew that uh, when you parent emotionally, which means uh, one day you're happy, so the kids get away with a lot of stuff. The next day, you're upset. So you're rigid with the kids. And then they become confused of, um, you know, where are the boundaries? If mom's happy one day and everything's great and the next day she's mad and so now she's strict. Like, it makes kids feel unsafe. It does. And so we really um, tried to discipline our souls, because it's really a soul thing, discipline our souls to uh, parent you um, with more of a... um, I want to say like a consistency, like a consistency, and getting our soul under control and train. I say training because really that's what you do. You train your kids. It's like when you, when you know your kids are obedient. Is when it's kind of like with a dog. Is <laughs> when you uh, train a dog. You know, you throw the bone out and the dog runs and gets the bone and brings it back. That's not training. Training is when you throw the bone out and you tell the dog stay. When all of his instincts. Wow say, I'm going after that bone, but he's trained his little soul to not go after that bone. And so that was kind of a little thing that we always thought about was how do we teach our kids to resist? Because we knew eventually, um, you know, bad things were going to come your way. And that's just life. Right. And how were you going to respond to that? And if as a young person, if you get your soul under control, then by that time you're able to say no to sin. You're able to say no yep. to different things that come your way that Compulsive would really be behavior. Harmful. Yep.
1: Exactly. So that was kind of what we did. Well, and something you're talking about that is because I'm a mom, I have four kids in my house right now. Um, it is it is difficult. Sometimes we want to put point the finger at our children. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to say, you know, we kind of have this narrative like, I'm working hard, I'm exhausted, dad doesn't do enough. We have these kind of narratives that follow us. But really what it comes down to is is Parenting for me is more about me training myself than it is it about is. my kids you're right and when I actually begin to reflect on how I operate in my life, if I'm saying don't do what I do, do what I say, my kids are going you're a hypocrite you're not mm-hmm. being honest you're you're changing whatever mood you're in. but if I say, hey, this is how we're gonna live because I live this way right and there's no there's no Mondays it's just how I live. Then my kids can say, "Oh, this is authentic to who Mom and Dad are." Doesn't mean they're going to do it for the rest of their lives, but our goal is that they can see it's possible. So if I say, "Hey, I'm going to live with a good attitude," if I have a good attitude, it doesn't mean I'm like a perfect parent. I right. never have bad attitude, but but I live consistently with a good attitude. And when I don't do well, I can come back and say, "I'm so sorry. I exactly. repent. Very I apologize." Good and and kind of realign my life my kids can see what to do when they get off tur- kilter i think mm-hmm. parents somehow imagine it needs to be perfect or it's bad right. but it doesn't have to be perfect mm-hmm. it can be i'm i'm doing everything i know how to do and when i don't do well i course correct and my kids see how i do that and that gives them permission to course correct themselves excellent right yeah. excellent and i think what's really critical and something that you used to talk to me about is you said a lot of times parents will make threats but they don't follow up they don't want to get off the couch and go upstairs and do what they said they would do they don't want to they want to scream from another room and then they want to get they want to get mad at their kids but they don't want to actually get up walk in Look at the eyes and say, this is what I expect from you. Training takes a whole lot more energy Mm -hmm. than just
2: parenting. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. you think? I do. Um, And I, and you know, we're all training our kids, whether we think we are or not, because like you said, it's your behavior. It's really training the kids. And we had heard this one story about um, how to train kids well. And one was, you can, you can ask like, Johnny, could you pick up the toys? Johnny doesn't move. Johnny you know, all of a sudden your voice, you begin to, your voice uh, changes. Level. Yes. Well, you, and you begin to take it to a new level mm-hmm. until you finally threaten. And then Johnny obeys, but Johnny's not obeying because he heard your voice. He's obeying because of the threat. And so what we didn't want uh, you guys to feel like is that the only time you have to obey God is when he threatens you. I and mean, that's not a love relationship. A love relationship really is when, you know, you respect that person that's asking you to do something. You respect that. And we were training your hearts for God. We are training your hearts to be obedient to the Lord. We're training your hearts to be responsive and know that there's a, a loving father on the end of things they ask you to do. And it's out of your protection and out of your safety. Yeah.
1: You saw that the way you treated us would be the direct way of how we related to God. Right. And that made your parenting more powerful and probably more so, sobering mm-hmm. because you realized that if you were angry and manic and so permissive that we, you right. didn't protect us or never followed through or never you know lovingly put parameters, then we would look at God as that way. Mm-hmm. And I can attest to that because I really love God. I, I'm not afraid of his voice. I don't feel like he's always angry at me. I don't feel like when he asks me to do something, I've got to have him say it three times. I direct that relate that to you and Dad and mm. the way that you operated. So, mm-hmm. can is that true? Did you is that was that part of your core value? Was that the way that you treated us was the way that God treated us?
2: Right. We wanted you to get a, a whole perspective of God, like a holistic, yeah, holistic. And we didn't want God because um you know you touched on something a little a few minutes ago about um being a hypocrite and I think that is the one thing that um why kids do not serve the Lord. Uh, we there was a whole survey with a. I think it was a Presbyterian college where most of the kids that had gone there ended up not serving the Lord. And the main issue was my parents were one way at home and another way in public. Wow. And it, it showed that they were hypocritical. Yeah. They didn't really live what they preached. And I think that's imperative nowadays, especially with so much coming at us that we really do live what we preach. And you know, they always say actions speak louder than words. And I was always one that uh, prevention is better than a cure. You probably heard that a thousand yes. times. Yes. And so what is, is perceiving issues that are going to come up and um, preventing them instead of waiting till something happens. And then you try and correct it, like really get your game plan um, ahead of time. I like, like that. Like you'll know how you're going to, how you're going to respond or what's going to happen. I was um, talking to you the other day about uh, everything was, it was a learning experience We would, before we'd go to someone's home, we would talk about um, the atmosphere that's going to be there. Now, what kind of atmosphere do we, uh, would you guys um, respond to? Like when we, like we would prep you. We'd say, now we go here and I ask you to do something. I want you to listen and to be obedient to that because it's, it's... it creates a safe environment. And then and then when we leave, because I think a lot of times as parents, we just assume that our kids are going to act a yep. certain way. We assume yep. they're going to be. And, and we don't. We act two ways. We either ignore it or we scream and yell. Yep. And, you know, that's <laughs> not the way God wants it. And it's all training. I mean, I was training my soul Right along with training you girls or you know, teaching you girls how to live a healthy life, I was training my soul at the same time. I would blow it and then we'd have to sometimes sit you guys down and say, You know what, mommy's been really angry today. <laughs> I've had some you know, things that have happened today and I'm not I was really upset and I took it out on you instead of uh, dealing with it myself. So I think like you said, apology is a really too. good thing. And letting kids know this is real life. Yep. That we all make mistakes. Mommy and daddy make mistakes. Um, I do too. And making it feel like they also can come to you when they make mistakes. Yeah. And not hide it. Because I know a lot of times uh, parents, because of their um, emotions, they will scream and yell. And then I we have noticed that when they become teenagers or pre-adolescent, they won't go to their they mom or dad. Them. They won't tell them. They'll hide it because they know that if they go there... Mom or dad's going to respond angry, upset, mad, yep. and they don't want to deal with that, they so we'll hide it. Okay. So we went to create an atmosphere where you felt safe coming to us, and it really took a lot. Sometimes it, like inside, I might have been, <laughs> you know, uh, going crazy inside, but at least keep your demeanor calm, ask for peace. If you have to, leave the room, you know, get your act together yeah. and come yeah. back in and then deal with your child you can have a time out too but yeah and then and then your kids know okay mommy was upset today she yelled at me but she asked my forgiveness and so i realize that that is not the proper
1: way to act and so it, it kind of gives that uh, perspective for kids it does and it gives grace to be a parent you know one thing you're talking about which we kind of jumped into the um you know we're re- repenting and being a safe place but Prepping our kids. And you and I talked about this. I think it was yesterday. We are walking through Target and we were talking about this. But um, the idea that your kids need to be prepped anywhere you go. And this was critical. We travel for a living. So we go from airports to hotel rooms to churches to school to grandma. I mean, we go all different places. And one of the best things I would tell parents is is prep your kid before they go into anywhere. Hey, we're going to be going inside. There's going to be a table full of food. I want you not to go and grab a bunch of stuff. There's a plate that's available. If you need help, ask me. But giving them clear expectations because parents will just show up and then what they do is they're like, Sorry, my kid's out of control. Well, that's cute for you, but it's not cute for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was just talking to somebody recently. they said, I love my friend, but I don't want to have him over. Their kid is so dominant and so out of control. it's not enjoyable. And you know the truth is, you shouldn't allow your kids to do things that don't work in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember my kids being a part of something recently where the the leaders were just letting the kids scream and yell and talk over them. And I went home, I said, honey, I don't want my kids participating in that in that right. class. He goes, why? I said, because that's not real life. They can't sit and scream and yell when they're 12 years old in a classroom. That doesn't work for real life. I want them to be in environments where they are set up for success. And if we just say it doesn't matter, you can touch anything, do anything, yell anything, scream anything, go anywhere you want, that doesn't work for real life. Mm-hmm. And part of the issue is that parents don't want to either be controlling, well, I don't want to be mean, I don't want to hurt them. No, no, listen. Your kids need to know that there are good and bad places, there are right and wrong. That's important yes. for your kid to be a healthy person. Mm-hmm. It's not limiting, it is not limiting. Let me tell you, if they're a strong-willed kid, they're gonna do what they wanna do and your little no isn't gonna stop them in, in, when they get to be an adult. <laughs> but what they will realize is not everyone's like them. And so what I think is really critical is to think what is what makes them enjoyable for the world around them and not you know not just be silent but what makes them be kind do they look at somebody when they when they're greeted do they say their name when they're greeted do they not just go in and act like it's about them but actually going okay there's going to be a line i want you to get back in line i don't want you to yell like everything's about you but really teaching them how to operate in real world so i have four that's boys excellent. that's difficult to do but prepping them and then what you did which you you didn't get a chance to talk about but at the end of it you would get in the car and you would say, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. That's critical. Can, right. you talk, can you share about that? Yes. We, well, we used everything
2: for a, a learning experience. I think our kids, you know, they're like sponges. They want, they want to know what's right and wrong. They don't know. They don't Unless know. you tell them, they're not going to know right and wrong. So you can't expect them to act right or wrong. Uh, when, I mean, you know, our souls are naturally uh, unruly. Um, one thing, too, I do want to sh- share that. But um, I also want to say that we did all of our training at home. Like most parents let their kids run wild at home because they're able to like, they kind of endure it. But, and then when they go to public, their kids are out of control. And then you hear the parent yelling or screaming or ignoring their kids doing like you said, all the wild behavior. And so a lot of parents wait until their kids get out in public to train because, because they don't want the kids to embarrass them. So they're, you know, they're trying to train them in public. That is not the way to go. You need to train your kids at home, help them to learn to listen to you and out of respect, uh, they're going to listen to you. you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, nowadays where uh, older uh, kids, they don't respect their parents. And it didn't start then. It didn't start It started then. young. It's not a teenage thing. Right, it's a it's two-year-old not, thing. It's not. You're right. And they did not help their child to listen to their voice to, out of respect, they would obey their mom and dad or do. And, you know, it's like kind of like Habla said. It's not, you know, you don't want to create atmosphere of just a tyrant or, you know, you're, you're, you want, you're going to be a perfect kid. We're going to make you a perfect kid. No, it's, it's, they will make mistakes. We make mistakes, but it's creating an atmosphere that um, they can still feel comfortable in, but it's not allowing, you know, this unruly behavior that we see so much in public.
1: Well, and one of the issues I think I see a lot of moms do is that they want to be on the go Mm -hmm. and then they don't understand why their kid's freaking out. Well, you know, they haven't had a nap in their bed for three days. Yes, they've fallen asleep in a car. They've been eating junk food. Like I love you young moms, but some of me wants to say the reason you're so frazzled is because you're actually not being kind to your kids. You're mm, trying to live good. your dream with your kids tagged along. And so what you actually have to do is say, you know, one rule that we had in our home was our kids are not taking naps in their in their car seats. Like we would really try to be home for a nap. Doesn't mean every time, but that was really critical. When they go to bed every night, mm. getting them into a routine where you you calm them down, you brush their teeth, they you pray for them, they read, giving them these kind of rituals that allow them to know that this is how life works. So it's the exception to the rule, not the rule. So sometimes I see parents that feel out of control, but sweetheart, your kids haven't been home for five days. They haven't had a normal meal. You've had you've had play dates for 20 days in a row. Like you need to pull it back. Your kids aren't meant to live in fit fourth gear. They're meant to live in first gear. So pull it all the way back and do your routine for two weeks and say, we're gonna cut everything out. We're not gonna do regular meals, regular bedtime, good nap times. And I'll bet you anything, your parenting will go up in like a thousand percent. Cause you'll yeah, realize excellent. it wasn't, you were just being mean to yourself and you're mm-hmm. being mean to your kids. So there'll be a season when you can run around. I remember that I had times I had four kids in diapers and I'd have to go home at seven 30 and all my girlfriend's like, you want to go out and do that? I'm like, no, I don't. Why? Cause there'll be a season. Now I can meet up with them and my kids are in the routine and they're happy and we can go on the road and we can come back, but in general, get that routine Even if you're not a routine person, I'm not a routine person, but I remember my counselor saying to me, you know what the best um, rhythm for you is with your kids? I said, what? She goes, when you're bored. And I was like, what? And she said, when you're bored, That's Havala, good. that is the best rhythm for your kids. And I was like, I rebuke you saying, <laughs> just kidding. But I had to True. learn that, that when I was bored, my kids were at the best place of their life. So mm-hmm. mom, I love you. One last thing, holiday season. Yes. What's the one thing that a mom needs to think about during the holiday season for her and, and being a young mom? What's something you would tell yourself or what's something that you would kind of remind yourself in, in the middle of all of this chaos and we, maybe, maybe even like I would think about when you don't have all the money to give your kids the Christmas that you would love to give them. You were, you were a stay-at-home mom. We didn't always have money growing up. What's something that you would have told yourself as a mom?
2: I think it's important to, to keep hands-on with your kids. You know that uh, they just want you. They just want your time. They don't really care about things and stuff you'd buy them and that kind, but it's just that time spending with them. You know, if you could just like find a little game, I know with the grandkids now, it's all about playing war, the the, the, uh, card game war (laughs) or UNO, but they so appreciate. And you know, when you establish that they are important and that's how you do that is spending time with them, whether it's making cookies. And I know sometimes like, oh, it's a hassle. I don't want to do that. But you're investing in these little human beings. And I always thought with the girls, I'm investing everything I have into the girls so that when they grow up, they will multiply who they are. And that's kind of how you have to look at it, that these are little human beings that just need your time and your attention. And they don't need you, you know, I know it's hard, but they don't need you on your phone. While you're making cookies, you know, they need you to hang your phone up. And, and just, look at them. And look at them and spend that quality time. Quality time is so important for kids.
1: Yeah, someone said, how do kids spell love? T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. That's how kids spell love. Right. Well, I love you guys. Thanks Aww. for tuning in, Mom. Well, thanks thanks for being for here. And I want to just remind you that, you know, you don't have to do it perfectly. One day at a time, make good choices, and you'll build a life that you really want. I love all of you guys, my podcast family. And I'm always honored to get a few minutes of your time.
0: We hope you loved today's episode and all the wisdom that Susie and Havila shared. We want to raise kids that are healthy, know how to have fun, but also are obedient. And we know that having a relationship and staying connected is a key component to that. So make sure you share this with a friend. Don't forget about the special promo code that we shared with you earlier. You can go check out our shop and get anything you want and receive 20% off. If you just use the code podcast, so make sure you go to shop.truthtotable.com and share this episode with a friend so that they can get something too. We're so excited for what we have in store for the next couple of months on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the show, follow it on Apple podcasts and keep listening because we have so much coming. We'll see you on the next one.